Welcome to Talking Rivals, a weekly podcast exploring everything about the best bleeping rivalry in baseball, which you host Chris covering the New York Yankees and Patrick covering the Boston Red Sox. What's up? So, Patrick, what's yes. going on, man? What's up with the Red Sox? Um, <laughs> what's going on? Not too much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> our pitching is, uh, yeah, yeah, first four game losing streak all year. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> you yep. think about it. I looked at it, and I guess we we are. I know we're in second place. We're out by a game and a half. The last time we were in second place was in the middle of June. So I thought we had the lead most of the year, but we've been here before. So I think we're three back on Father's Day. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I know it's a marathon, not a sprint, but things can change real quick. And it gets late. Quick, yeah, it gets late early. A little yogi, <laughs> yeah. It's especially in, in baseball, like August and September goes really fast, especially. And the point you made, especially with uh, without the waiver after the trade deadline, right? This is it. I mean, <laughs> this is it, right? You're going with what you got now, yeah. I mean, there are some reinforcements coming that I'll talk about, but this, I mean. I would say maybe 22 out of the 25 man roster is pretty much set for the rest of the year. Yeah. So how'd you guys do this week? Uh, We did pretty good. You know, Uh, we swept the Marlins, which isn't exactly the hardest thing to do, you know, (laughs) because they're just an awful team. I mean, I, I, I was watching those games and I'm just like, what, you know, like what, (laughs) I, I couldn't believe how bad they were just like fundamentally, in the field. I knew it was, I, you know, you, you know, they don't have that much of a chance to beat one of the better teams in the league, even though the Yankees aren't playing like it, but you know, like when you look at them, it's just like, it's, it's like almost like a double a team. Forget about triple a. Yeah. You would okay. think I could see where they don't have the star power because they're not spending money, but you right. would think to, to overcome that, that they would be solid fundamentally. At, at the very least. And it's, it's just not there. So that's the part that surprised me, especially with, you know, with Jeter being the owner, you would think he would try to install stuff like that in, in them. And the uh, little things. Yeah. You know, but overall, you know, the Yankees, they won, they, they swept the Marlins and the series before that uh, they took two out of three at Tampa, which is kind of shocking. If, you know, most Yankee fans know that's lately, that's been our house of horrors. Yep. And, and especially after the, you know, the, the horrible Boston series, um, how two of the, two of those three losses happened, you know, to come back and win two out of three at Tampa, that, that was pretty impressive. I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And how, how'd your week go? Oh, uh, well, we started off with a split at home against Toronto. It, it was, um, it was interesting because one of the game, uh, there was another game that we have a double header coming up next week in Toronto. But one of the games that was played at home, uh, we lost. I think our two worst losses of the year were against Toronto, eighteen to four and thirteen to one. Mm-hmm. So a split doesn't look as good when one of the losses is thirteen to one. Right. <laughs> but a split is a split, and then yeah. the, and then we went to Tampa after the trade trade deadline and got swept. So, like I said, we lost four straight for the first time all year. Our pitching is just 
if it's not one thing, it's the next. It's almost like whack-a-mole. You solve one problem or you think you solved the problem right. and another one pops up. Um, and it's five out of get, six now too. Right? Yeah, we didn't, exactly. We didn't get good pitching from Ivaldi, which you'd expect he, as a Red Sox fan, I'm expecting him to pitch better. So he gave up a couple of home runs. Our bullpen, Adovino in the last 15 games is 5.79 ERA. Bogarts and Duran in the last seven games are combined eight for 51. Wow. With 15 strikeouts. And even worse, somehow, Jaron Duran in his first 15 games is six for 40 with 17 strikeouts. Wow. Jaron Duran is the typical, prototypical speed speed player where remember in major league if you hit the if you hit a pop-up you got to do push-ups right <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what i feel like that's what it's come down to with him he's got a first to third or home to third on a triple that became an inside the park home run last week at home i think he was the third fastest in the big leagues this year home to third so, now let me ask you this do you think when Schwarber is ready to come off the DL or IL, excuse me. Do you think they'll send him send him down for a couple of weeks until I don't I don't think you send him down. I think you keep him as a defensive replacement and a speed guy. Right. And a pinch runner. I think you give the they're claiming they're going to give Schwarber some time at first as well. And Martinez made a great play in left field yesterday. Mm-hmm. JD's played, I think it's 17 starts in left field. So based on that, there's another that's there's another five or ten games the rest of the year he'll play in left, which gives yeah. Schwarber the chance to be a DH. Mm-hmm. There's still at bats there for Duran, and there's still seventh, eighth, ninth inning because of his speed, either as a pinch runner or coming in and playing the outfield defensively. Yeah. So I I personally wouldn't demote him. I would do what I would have done is what they did with Bogarts in 2013 during the stretch run. I think Bogarts only got 50 at bats and it was just quality over quantity coming in. I think Bogarts came in as defensive replacement, pinch runner, that type of thing. Um, When the, when there's a writing on the mound against, I think it was Dahlback last night, Jaron Duran pinched hit. Of course, he struck out, but mm. it's good to see Cora um, bringing him off the bench. So you kind of demoted him to the bench, but then he empowers him and gives him, an, I think it was an eighth inning at bat. So it's it's still saying, hey, look, you're part of the team. You're a big part of the team, even though you're not starting right now. So yeah. I would I would try to have my cake and eat it, too. I would, I would put him on the bench. You think Verdugo is going to be solid in center? Yes. He's, um, yeah, yeah, I would say he's an above average center fielder. Red Sox, I've been spoiled with Jackie Bradley in the past couple of years. So, but I would say he's above average. I mean, people forget that Duran was a second baseman through college and drafted as a second baseman. And it's the speed that kind of negates his bad route running in the outfield. He's only been a center fielder for, I think, two and a half years. So, okay. um, 
Yeah, I, I would say Verdugo is more than passable at center. And Renfro has a cannon for an arm and right. Left field is going to be the question mark. But if you're playing your games at Fenway, it's still a tough left field, but it, you feel better defensively with the monster there. True. So we, I think their theory, not to get too much into the trade deadline, but uh, their theory was just get the most talented players you can, get them all on your roster, and then play musical chairs after that. Kind That's of do true. what Cora's biggest takeaway from his year off was uh, positional <laughs> flexibility and versatility. Mm-hmm. And well, you never know. There, there might be an injury coming. Oh, definitely. Without you know, a doubt. That always happens, especially towards without the end of the year, you know, stuff like yep, that. Somebody happens. needs a little 10 day IL or even yeah. just a, a couple games off. Definitely. I could, I could definitely see that happening. I, I did see a lot of the people on like MLB and, you know, whatever were saying that they, that they were shocked that Boston didn't get any more pitching at the yes. deadline. And, yep. And we could see it. It's kind of showing. But, you know, like we pointed it out, you know, Sale is on. Sale, Sale and Houck are coming back. Right. Tanner Houck has been on and off the 40-man with injuries. And um, he still has options. And he's, he's coming back off of, I think it was similar to what DeGrom has right now with his f- forearm. Okay. And the, the problem hasn't been injuries other than sale we have five starters that have given us stability they've all started 20 or more games and out of the 107 starts entering today those five have combined for 103 of them so we're getting we're getting every fifth day the same guy going out there the right. problem is every fifth day the same guy goes out there right <laughs> we we have one guy with an under four and a half era starting and you guys are a game and a half out of first we're a game and a half out of first and we have 4.57 5.15 5.60 i mean yeah some of the fips are a little better i mean Eovaldi's his fip is 2.65 so but other than Eovaldi, without uh, sale and halker coming back i would do a six-man rotation get rid of garrett richards Mm-hmm. He's pitching tomorrow night. Um, I think that might be his last start. Yeah, put him in the bullpen. You know, I mean, if you look at his stats, his FIP is the exact same. His WHIP is almost one point seven. Right. He's only. I mean, in today's day and age, he's only getting seven strikeouts in nine innings. Yeah. He's. Uh, he, it's just hard contact with him. But yeah, go to a six-man rotation and save some of these arms from going to their career high in innings pitched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would that would make the most sense. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're not in bad shape as long as Sale comes back. Sale's got to Sale's got to be either an ace or a number two, right? And then Eovaldi, and then Tanner Houck is your third is my third, which he's got the slider, and I'm looking up his stats right now. He's only he's only pitched 22 innings, but he's got 30 strikeouts and five walks. Mm in 22 innings. So I'll take that any day over Garrett Richards. Right. And I was reading an article not to look too far ahead, but next year, Richards, Rodriguez and Perez are all free agents. So it's basically Ivaldi sale and Hauk. 
and then Whitlock, former Yankee, will probably come into the starting rotation. Hmm. But there's going to be a lot of shuffling, and this year is not – we're playing over our heads. Right. Here is – I coming into this year, I thought you give me 85 to 90 wins. Right, and definitely not a wild card either with, no. those, with those numbers, yeah. But um, we're still in second place. We're still 19 over, so we could go 500 the rest of the year and still win 90 games. That's not going to get you into the playoffs, but – you do a little over 500 and you sneak in. And like you, like you said before, you never know what happens in the wild card. It's true. Absolutely. All you got to do, it's, it's like a lottery ticket. You never yep. know. Right. You just got to be in, you, you got to be in it to win it. So exactly. I, I'd, I'd rather be the second wild card than no wild card at all. You yes. Know? So if that's I what I got to keep telling myself, I got to keep on and Red Sox fans out there got to keep telling themselves, what did you honestly think at the start of the year? Your expectations, not to lower them now, but just keep in mind, keep perspective. Right. That's all just, we're playing, we're not playing a long game. Bloom, the GM Bloom, his, his whole MO is it's not just the moves you make. It's the moves you don't make and it's sustained success. It's not one of these win it in 2013 and then tear it down in 2014. Right. No, I, you know what? I understand that being a Yankee fan, you know, we, we, it's we hard to sell to the fans. fans. Yeah. And I get it, but it's, it's, it is, it's hard. It's hard to hear, you know, this billion dollar company saying, because eh, we're we going to stay under the cap, you know, the, the right. salary tax and right. And play the long game, you know, Cashman because said that. Would you rather have in a five year span would you rather have it bookended by championships or championships but would you rather have 105 win seasons and then in the middle of those 205 win seasons have like 85 to 88 or would you rather have all like 95 you know yeah I, I get that but you know what Cashman said a couple of years ago it's not about winning one championship it's one no. about winning multiple now, the problem is we have none to show for it. Our last championship came in 2009, right? So this team has won nothing, right? So it's great that he says that, and it's a great plan to have to stay under the salary tax and all that. But sometimes you've got to go for it, right? Yes. And the Yankees, amazingly, they're, they're still under the salary tax, right? They got these other teams to pay for the salaries, whatever. It worked out for them. Yep. That's something I think, the Red Sox could have tried maybe getting a pitcher and thrown in the better prospect to get them to stay on going all in with another bat. Right. And just like trying to mash people. You know, cause Schwarber, I, I'm not going to say he doesn't fit on the team, but when you look at him, he's a left fielder, yes. right? He, you, you'd like, you said, and I thought he played first base more, but we, we said it the other day, he plays what he played. What? a handful of games at first base at the most. Yeah. So that's, I, I was shocked by that, to be honest. I thought he was more of a, you know, I thought he played a lot more at first base, but anyway, left field is not your issue, right? No, no. First base I, was, we don't, we don't need another power hitter, even right. though I rattled off some stats with Bogart, some Martinez and Duran struggling. We need, we need arms. Um, right. So I'm, I'm, that's where I'm, I, you know, like I'm surprised that they didn't go for the pitcher, but 
I, I get what, you know, because you got the GM who came from Tampa and yep. look what Tampa's always done, right? Yeah, and if I have to read another tweet <laughs> on Red Sox Twitter about, oh, we're cheap, we're Tampa Bay of the North, just just relax, right. relax, no, there's a plan. Definitely, definitely, you we're, still got one of the reloading. highest payrolls. Just like Aaron Rodgers said, relax. Right. Make yeah. it easy. It's not that but, uh, bad, you know. Yeah, but... we still have like the third highest payroll, so it's not yeah. like we're but um how do how do you feel going into this next week coming down the stretch? What is it about 55 games to go? Yeah, I mean, I feel much better now than I did last weekend, obviously. Yep. After the Boston series, I thought going into that Tampa series, I'm like, ugh, after losing three out of four to Boston and losing as ugly as we did. Um, you know, Tampa might've been the, you know, the nails in the coffin for us, but um, the trades obviously for Rizzo and, um, and Gallo definitely has changed. It changed the whole uh, atmosphere of the team. You know, now mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, we got a shot here, you know, and now it's going to get everybody going, you know, and then you got a couple of weeks down the road, you may get Severino back. Kluber might come back, maybe even Clark Schmidt, who we, we haven't yes. even talked about all year, and now he's working to come back. So uh, that those would be great. You know, they're not guaranteed. You know, they're, they're nowhere near getting ready yet. So, but um, if they could come back by September or early September, that's those are huge, huge pickups. Uh, at least two out of the three would be huge pickups for them. Yeah, you know? and uh, and obviously mm-hmm. after. I know it's only in Miami, but you know what? You went in there and you, you, you did what you had to do. You swept them. That yeah. was exactly what you had to do. And then the series before, beating Tampa two out of three was a shock. To me, it was a shock. I did not think – because we have not played at Tampa very well in the past couple of years. So to win two out of three in Tampa was, uh, was, was great. I mean, that was a shocker to me. Um, so you know what? And – we, we, we're talking with about the Yankees and the Red Sox. Okay, and we got Tampa. But here's the other team, Tampa, uh, Toronto. Toronto. Toronto picking up Berrios was huge. Toronto have, now uh, have uh, – they have Berrios, they have Robbie Ray, Hyunjun Ryu, and the rookie Manoa. Mm-hmm. All four have pitched to a three-and-a-half or better ERA in their last nine starts each. There you go. <laughs> and you add that lineup to that. And they're back home in Toronto. Yeah, so huge. So that's another team. This this AL East man is going to go right down to the last. I think the last couple of games of the week uh, of the season. You know, to figure out who's going to. Right now, the Yankees would be in first in the NL East. The Red Sox would be in first. Tampa Bay would be in first. Toronto would be a game out. Oh, the Amer- the NL East is a is a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> as simple as that. The AL East is. Right now, it's shaping up to look almost like the NL West as far as competitiveness and in it. So we shall see. Uh, Big news out of Boston. You were talking about Clark Schmidt coming back for the Yankees. I think he went on a rehab start in Tampa, maybe. I believe so, yeah. The big news for Boston is Chris Sale coming back, they said, in mid-August. So hopefully it's sooner than later. I think he's got one more start they want to make at okay. AAA. Uh, his last start was Saturday, and he pitched five innings of five hit ball, one walk, one earned run, seven strikeouts, 81 pitches. So he's starting to 
stretch out a little more and 51 strikes. So well, you might get him can, back next week, actually. Right. If one yeah. More one more start in triple a would be, let's see Thursday. I think, I think he pitches in Scranton on Thursday. Oh, okay. The first road, true road game. And then I think he's sent to join Boston at home against Tampa, maybe like August. Wow. Don't quote me on this, like 10, 11, 12. Perfect timing, too. You couldn't get exactly. it back. Exactly. Hopefully, hopefully, we're still within striking distance when that happens. Yeah, um, see, like with the Yankees, you know, Severino hasn't started uh, a rehab assignment yet. He was I, – I don't, I don't think he made a, a rehab assignment uh, – rehab start yet. Um, Kluber is just, you know, thrown off the mound. He just started right. doing that. So they're, you know, pro- at least what, three, four weeks away, at least. Right. At um, least with sale, I can, I can watch triple right. A games and, yeah. and you know, look at the break on a slider and he's touching 97. So, yeah. So that's good for, for you guys, you know, and, uh, but, you know, like I said, hopefully if, if Severino could come back by the end of August and if Kluber could come back at some point in September, even if it's for a start or two down the stretch, and then if they make the playoffs, he's in right. the playoffs. That would be amazing. even if they're even if they're used as high leverage for an inning or two in a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and selfishly, the- I don't want them to come back. But as a baseball <laughs> fan, unbiased, I, I want every team to be at their hundred percent. I want to see exactly. the players play. I don't want to see a team have a reason, whether it's an excuse or just an injury. You know, I don't – I want to see everybody out there playing their best team. Absolutely, because I don't want to hear, oh, well, they didn't have this guy, so, you know. No, no, just – I'm tired of hearing about that. We're tired of hearing about the, uh, you know, the cheating scandal as well. We just want to talk baseball. That's it. I just want to know, you know, we're going into a game full throttle – Yep. This is it, you best know, against so. best and see what yeah. happens. That's it. You know, and then, I, and then I, Schwarber's yeah. with the team down in Tampa. He, they, they said that if it was a playoff game, he, he could DH right now. It's his hamstring. He's going on a rehab assignment in the next week or so. And they expect him back in less than two. Right. Okay. Uh, we get Schwarber, we get sale, uh, Ryan Brazier for those who aren't, following the Red Sox that closely. He's he hasn't pitched this year. I don't think he's pitched this year with the big big league team. No. He um he was a he was a really good seventh inning guy on our 2018 championship team in that run. He's similar to I mean he he'll give you a mid three ERA seventh inning type of guy. So he's a he's another welcome addition. And then you also have Marwin Gonzalez, Danny Santana, and Christian Arroyo all due back soon. Mm. So That's there's going to be some interesting uh, moves that have to be made as far as does Frenchie Cordero stay? Does Jaron Duran stay? Hopefully some of these pitchers they get rid of and uh, we'll go from there. Well, at, at the end, it'll be just – Basically, um, for only a few weeks anyway, right? Because you got the September call-ups coming anyway. Exactly. It'll be so, it'll know. be three weeks for most yeah. of these, and then the decisions make themselves after that. And none of them have to go through waivers or anything, right? 
Uh, I think Danny Santana might have to, but he's batting 171. So right. no one's going to touch him, probably. <laughs> you want to pick him up, go for it. <laughs> right, exactly. You'd be, doing, you'd be doing you guys a favor yep. if someone picks him up. And then yeah. the final thing that I have on the draft class, I know this is because uh, the Mets were making a lot of noise for all the wrong reasons with not signing Rocker. The Red Sox were not able to sign their second-round draft pick at a, the University of Florida. So next year they get pick number 41. So it is what it is. They signed everyone else in the draft class, so I'm happy about that. What have we, you been following your draft class at all? Or um, not? I, I think everybody signs, as okay. far as I know. Um, and the Sweeney kid, the first round kid, uh, he already hit his first home run. Oh wow! For us, yeah. There you go. Getting back to the Mets real fast before we move forward. What What are your thoughts on the Mets not signing uh, Rocker? <laughs> It's the Mets being the Mets. Um, <laughs> Sadly. It's, I, I hate to say it. I, I think it's cheap. Um, right. Well, I think well, it's short-sighted. I can, I can understand their argument. You don't want to pay a guy for a year of basically rehabbing if he needs Tommy John. So don't pay him. Definitely don't pay him over slot because he's a Boris client. So he wanted over slot money. But give him, I don't know the specifics, but give him at least his slotted amount. Don't okay. try to completely lowball him. And I mean, you're, you're basically saying that this year is worth walking away from and you're not going to play the long game and have him under control for what, six, seven years? Right. That's, and, and it, it, to me, it didn't make sense because, okay, if you knew what these, what the medicals were, or at least from your end, because from his end, he's got no problems, right? right? He's ready to go. He's got no issues. But if you're thinking, if your medical staff is saying, all right, he's probably going to have surgery, you know, Tommy John, whatever surgery it is, he's going to be out yep. a full year, right? Like you said, okay. Why would you think about drafting this kid if, if his camp is saying he's got no issues, right? So if his camp is saying, listen, he's got no issues, he's fine. He'll be able to pitch. Okay. Why did you think you were going to get him for a cheaper price? Right. This kid, he shouldn't have fell that far, but obviously no. he fell for a reason. Whatever. He's, the a, he's the top five talent that they, right. that they locked into. But then, like you said, there's, there's a disconnect between scouting and financial personnel and financial, because the personnel is saying, Hey, he's the best available. Take him." Right. And if they're saying that, then the GM and the financial can't say, well, if you draft him, we're not going to sign him because it doesn't make financial sense for an injured player to sign. <laughs> and don't draft and him. Don't draft him. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, very simple. That's, yeah, I, I don't There's understand. a disconnect. That's, yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever to there's, me. There's no organizational continuity is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and the fans were like, well, we're getting the 11th pick next year, but who cares? Now yeah. you got no pick this year. You don't have a pick yeah. this year. Right. And last year's 18th overall pick, you traded for two months of Javi Baez. Right. So that's so, two straight years that you get nothing. You basically trade, you basically give two first round picks in the last two years for two months of Javi Baez. Yeah. That's it. And eventually that's going to come back to bite you. <clears throat> Absolutely. You can't that, replenish the depth in your farm system. 
So it looks like Rocker's going to, instead of going back to Vanderbilt, he's going to do independent league baseball. Okay. For the year. And then he'll be top five draft pick, most likely. I mean, he didn't miss a start at Vanderbilt this right. year for what it's worth. So that's, I, I don't know. That was such a horrible move by the Mets. And then did you see the, the owner posted something on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was snarky and. Yeah. I mean, this guy's a it just look childish. It's like, come on, just you're talking about money, and he's the richest owner in sports. Yeah, he's saying he's saying something like it wasn't a smart investment, or this is worth more than this. Like, dude, then don't draft him. Not that before you draft him, <laughs> right? Why don't you tell? Why don't you tweet your GM that in a in a DM before he drafts him? It would have looked much better if they bypassed him, like. Everybody else did in front of them. And just took the second best available. That's all. And then when they ask you, say, yeah, our guys didn't like his medicals. It didn't look right. Exactly. Say he was a great prospect and if everything was equal. We we don't want to rehab him for a whole year and a half or whatever it's going to be. And you know what? And just look at what everybody else did. Everybody else, obviously, obviously everybody felt the same way as the nine other teams agreed with him. Yeah. So So. it's, they're onto something, but don't draft him then. Don't think you're going to, you know, Get him for uh, pennies on a dollar because your guy thinks he's bad. If his agent is saying he's clean, he's fine, and everything else, that's what they're going by. They're not going by another team's, uh, you know, medical staff. They're going by their own. So they don't care what you say, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So I don't know. It's, I I thought it was bad. And I think mostly everybody said, thought the same thing. That Yeah, it's not, it's not a good look. It's not ideal. (laughs) So I don't know. But, um, you know, well, now we got a couple of interesting weeks coming up for both for both teams. Like you guys, you're on the road. You're going to be yes. at Detroit, and Detroit's playing much better. They're not a. They're not. The Detroit, Detroit is not one of those teams where you can just say just book it two yeah, out of three the sweep. They're not that not bad. The Marlins or the Orioles. Right, they're they're going to fight you. That's not. Those are not three easy games right there in Detroit. Right, and I think Garrett Richards is pitching the first game, so. There you go. And then you got at Toronto, which is going to be a huge series. And it'll be a four-game series. There's a day-night doubleheader. Right. Oh, in Toronto, no less. Yep. So you got a little tough stretch here, seven games. If we can split in Toronto and win two out of three in Detroit, I'll be happy. Yeah, that's not bad. And then you come back home for the Red Sox point of view. You come back home and you get reinforcements with Sale and Schwarber. Mm. That would not be bad. Just here's a little hint for you guys, for Red Sox fans, a, a little preview way ahead. Your last six games. Oh, boy. They're on the road, but you're at Baltimore and then at the Nationals. Okay. That's what you finish your, your season with, just to let you know. So we'll be we'll <laughs> be facing Baltimore, who we lost the first three games of our year, too. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little pessimistic if you haven't. Okay. Haven't picked and, then, up on that and that's coming and, off of and then we face the los angeles dodgers triple a team in the right, nationals basically yeah and that's coming off uh the week before playing three games at yankee stadium and two games at uh city field okay so, i'm so sorry at, at home twice. those are home i'm sorry we got we face we face each other two more times i think one at least two yeah that's it yeah you play at 
Yankee Stadium, August 17th. Okay. Doubleheader. And then August 18th. And then those three games, September 24th, 25th, and 26th in Boston. Okay. So before a team like Baltimore or Toronto are probably going to have a say in. Before that rough division. six game series at the end. <laughs> and I just want to. Uh, yeah, here. yeah. No, I was just going to say. And then what does your week look like? All right. Yankees. Week coming up. Um, it's at home, three against Baltimore, and then four against Seattle. Oh. So it's not bad. And then followed by at Kansas City for three. And then after that, I think it's at the White Sox, but I think those are the games that are going to be playing in Iowa. The field. Oh, that's right. Game. That's weird. Um, and here, know. just for I how, how I feel about that. Just for a, an opposite, before we get to that, those games, an opposite of what you guys are doing the last few games of the uh, the year, a little preview here. Uh, the Yankees play at home against Tampa the last three games. Okay. And that's coming off of the road playing at Toronto three and at Boston three. So wow. <laughs> much a much different last nine games than the uh, than the Red Sox. But and all, all you can hope for, right. at least from my point of view, is just be in it in September. Right. And I'm and sure all I don't see any of these teams getting knocked out or, you know, falling that far behind. Where I can see Toronto. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. I don't know. They. I'm, I'm just hoping they will because their bats scare me. Oh, that, that lineup. I was saying that last year. I'm like, this team is going to be a pain in the neck in this division for the next decade with all their young players. You know, that, yes. that lineup is just ridiculous. Yep. Um, you know, the lineup. And like you said, the stars are not bad now. Now you got Rue and you got Robbie Ray. And Barrios. Noah, their rookie, and Barrios. Yeah. yeah. And that's not bad. They're bullpen. No, no, that's that's definitely playable for a wild card. The bullpen doesn't scare me. No. That I, I you know, I, I'll admit, I don't, you know, there's not many guys in there that you're like, ooh, you know, their closes having a good year. But other than that, the rest of the bullpen is, is kind of iffy. So, um, yeah. you know. But just when you think you haven't figured out something, something uh, gets. Oh yeah, who knows what's gonna happen? <laughs> you know, like it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be a great. I'd say the last. What you said, fifty-five games. I think it's gonna be a great. Last yeah. Any any time you have four teams within shot, a realistic chance of competing for the AL East title, it's a good summer. Yep, and you know, and everything now, you just you got to make sure you win series. Don't yeah. lose the series now against. Anybody, even against yep. good teams, you got to win these series coming up. You know, yeah. if you're competitive against the good teams and you just take care of business against the subpar ones, and that's all you could do. At at the end, you can't control what the other teams are doing. You know, like the Yankees can only control what they do. They can't control what Boston or Tampa or Toronto is doing. You know, they just got to hey, we got to do what we got to do. Win our games, win as many games as we can, and hope one of those teams, you know, kind of gets into a slump and you could catch up because we're playing catch up now, you know, now the whole season we've been playing catch up to you guys. So, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's not going to be easy, but we'll see. It's going to be an interesting last couple of months of the season for sure. Yep. So, but, um, yeah, the, like we were talking about the, uh, field of dreams games, that's going to be interesting. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, even if it wasn't the Yankees, I'd still 
because obviously, I mean, I'm a, I love the movie. I'm sure, I'm sure you I, did too. You know, I, I really, really liked the movie. I wouldn't say loved it. I'm not a huge, um, what's his name? Kevin Costner. Yeah, I'm not a huge Kevin Costner fan, even though he's made two baseball movies. But it is what it is. It's two good teams playing. It's just a way for baseball to make more money. Oh, of course. Anything they do is about money. Yeah, everything they do is financial. No, it's interesting. I mean, if it gets more viewers, it's... um, It should be fun. I I wish they did some in Cooperstown. That I would love. I don't know if because I've I don't been know there if they can build time. out that stadium anymore. Yeah, I don't know if the field is that big. Right. I know they used to do during Hall of Fame weekend. They used to have two teams play. Yep. But I but it wasn't a, a regular. But game. they can they can walk and chew gum at the same time. They can do both. Yeah, you know what they I, I absolutely they should do Cooperstown. And I remember wasn't it like two years ago they did. Uh, they played in uh, Williamsport, didn't they? Yes, that was interesting. Right. What was that, it? That was cool to see the kids looking up to the, the big leaguers. Yeah. See, now that they should do every. I'm I'm sure this year they didn't do it because of you know pandemic stuff, and last yep. year they didn't do it. But that's something I think they'll bring back. I think that's because you gotta, you know, as a business, whether it's baseball, football, any of them, they have to relate to the younger crowd. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just for sustainability issues, just yeah. viability and. The future. Yeah. So I, I would love it if they brought that back and hopefully they do. And maybe eventually they'll do other stuff like this, you know, branch out into other fields, maybe do international series again. Yes. Uh, a few years ago, they, they did the Australian series. Um, Speaking so- of international, I heard last on last night's telecast, I had to grin and bear listening to four hours of A-Rod, but that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> But right. they brought up Tampa Bay is obviously trying to get a new stadium. Right. And they brought up the idea that it, it wasn't them that brought it up. They were just talking about it. Tampa Bay has already discussed splitting their series, splitting their home games. Good weather um, at the end of the year, presumably good weather in the summer months down in Tampa, St. Pete. Start of the year, I think, up in Montreal. Or it could be the opposite way, but either way, they want two outdoor stadiums. Okay. How do you feel about that? Uh, it makes sense to me, you know, because they're having so much of a problem down in Tampa Bay building a new stadium, and the stadium they have is hard. Parking lot with a roof. Oh my god! And then you, you seen it too? Hangar. The ball didn't even come down. That yeah. happened to us too. Yeah. <laughs> It was like consecutive games, I think. Or yeah. Then, yeah, right? Matt Vaskersian was saying, it's an announcer's dream. The ball's going to go up there and two are going to come down, one down. Ugh. It's like... Yeah, they, they got to figure something that out. That should not they, happen in a big league game. Right. <laughs> they, they definitely got to figure out them in Oakland. Yes. I just and don't I, know if opening two ballparks is the answer when you can't even open one. Right. And to me, like I've said this before... They should have did this years ago when all these new stadiums started coming up and started being built. They should have MLB should have said before you build it, you got to have some kind of retractable dome or a covering. It doesn't have to be, a, you know, an enclosed dome. It doesn't have to be the, the fanciest thing, but you got to figure something out because how many times are these the rainouts and it just yep. causes problems, you know, and there's a I mean, Seattle did it perfectly. Yeah, right. They I, I don't play know most why. of their games outdoors, but just in case 
Yeah, really fun. that's it. And I, I, I think that's perfect. And that, that's what they should have did in New York. But I know it's the, the money. I know everybody talks about that. It's, but we're also talking about, you know, owners that are billionaires. They're not millionaires. They're right. billionaires. They got more money than they can. And what do you say you know? don't put a roof on it? You're, you're talking about saving, what, 15%? Right. Off of, I mean, it's a lot of money in dollars, but right, you're still spending multiple, you know multiple hundreds of millions. You might as well spend another hundred million and put a roof on it. Right, and I and I know. All right, in the beginning, yeah, it's going to be a lot of money up front, but it's going to save you money in the long run because you're not going to have the rainouts. You're not going to have, you know, like if the game is rained out and then they're going to reschedule a double header. Not everybody's going to go to that game. Right. You know, you might get the, the game. And the you're game. not going to get the games where it's a depressed fan base uh, turnout because it's 110 on a Tuesday night. Right. So you get an air control. You put the roof on it, just like they did down in um, down in Texas. Right. I think it's perfect, you know, and – you, you don't have those April games where people are like, I'm not going to that game. It's going to be exactly. like 40 degrees at night. You know, yep. you know, it in Boston and New York, Baltimore, any of those games. Get games and, I always, snow. and I always said too, right. Snow. <laughs> I always said this, that the first couple of weeks of the season, start the, the, the teams that are in the Northeast, start them in the West. Yep. You know, West coast trips for the first two weeks, at least. I mean, I know, yeah, you know, it's still the second week of April, third week of April. You're still going to get, you know, the colder weather and stuff, but at least start them out West or down South. If you can, if you can, exactly. you're not going to get them all. And I know MLB loves to start uh, Cincinnati at home. You know, they want them the first game of the year. So, um, but um, yeah, no, they, they definitely got to figure it out because Tampa is a good team. And I, what was the attendance? So it was like 17,000, I think. I they, were, they actually made a big deal out of the attendance being 15,000 for one of the games. That's so bad. Kevin Cash was interviewed, and what's he going to say? I mean, he's not going to say, this is crap, where are our fans? But he was saying, oh, this place is electric. You know, we had a good, great turnout the night before. You look back at this, it was like 16,000. Like, I understand being positive and spinning. That's, horrible. <laughs> that, that's, that's pathetic. And think about it, the deep and t- Toronto has, I mean, Toronto, Tampa Bay has been very good the last, I'd say, decade now. You know, they're yeah. always they're always in the race. Now, when did they make the there. World Series other than last year? They made it in 2000 and what was it, 10? The year after the Yankees? Right. I think. Yeah. I mean, they're always a, a, a competitive team. They're always in it. So. Yep. Uh, why aren't these fans going? I understand it's horrible. Trust me, the stadium is. I think it's. I think it's the. Um, the traffic. I mean, it's. It's the area. It's just. There's so much more to do outside, I guess. Right. And then two is the. Um, I don't know how the parking is, but the. The travel there and back, from Tampa to St. Pete. I guess there's only one main bridge, one main road in and out. So the traffic is pretty bad. Here's a crazy idea. <laughs> merge them with Florida. Since Florida has, I mean, you know, the Marlins. Merge them with the Marlins because the Marlins have a great new stadium and all that. Yep. And they can't pull anybody in either. So merge them. Use Tampa Bay's talent with Miami's location. Right. <laughs> and then give another city 
that could build a new stadium that's ready to go. I personally think Montreal deserves a stadium, but. But they, they got to build it, you know. Yep. I, I'm sure if, if they build it, if you build it, they will come. Right? <laughs> I think if they build a new stadium, because it was everybody wants the Expos back. Everybody. I don't think any I don't think there's a baseball fan out there that doesn't want to see the Expos back. So I would love it, too. You know, I'd miss seeing that that team. Did you ever read that um, book by um, what was his name? I'm going to forget his name now. Jonah Carey, I think it is the ES, former ESPN stat guru. Up, up, and away. Uh, history of the Montreal Expos. Oh, cool! No, it's I didn't a, see it. Really interesting book. Hmm. I was, I was able just to uh, message him on Twitter, and he sent a free copy. Oh, nice! That's yeah, pretty I wrote, cool. Uh, wrote like an online review of it, but um, yeah, it was uh, it's a really good read. Interesting stories in there. I know. I, I did watch the uh, the film documentary, whatever it was, that was on uh the mlb channel yes it's it's similar to that yeah that was pretty cool i mean it's it's such it was such a good franchise and it's a shame the strike is what really yes no it 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 really screwed them up because they they probably would have made it to the world series and maybe even one it would have been them yankees yeah that would have been some world series man the expos had great team but after that they had to sell everybody off and they, they just never recovered from it so you know it's it's a sad story more more than anything um what happened to the expos but it, it would be great because montreal is a great city i actually visit, visited it a couple of years ago it was really nice beautiful city so it'd be kind of cool to get the expos back and i'm sure yeah. mlb wants it too you know so and then speaking of international stuff one more note is usa men's baseball is still playing right but In they the did Olympics. lose <laughs> they did lose today against uh, the yeah. Japanese team. <laughs> so I think they're still playing. I think, I don't know if they were in the knockout run yet. I haven't really, I did watch the game this morning, but I forgot if they said anything about it being a knockout round yet. So hopefully they, they could still, uh, they're still playing. Yep. So that was interesting, but uh, yeah, so we got a couple of good, interesting weeks coming up. We went over that. Um, so we'll see about it next week. Um, do you want to talk some some trivia? You want to see if we can get each other on this? Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to go to you. first? You want to go first, or you want me to? Um, all right, I'll I'll give you one. Okay. Um, I don't want to go too far back. I know we we hit the last Red Sox World Series, so yeah. I'm gonna go the one before that, the 2013 okay. one. This one's one of those the forgotten one for us. I because I don't remember. Oh, this was the one. beard one, blood, sweat, and tears, blood, sweat, and beards. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Four games to two. They were actually down two games to one. Yep. Um, who did the uh, – who was the winning pitcher for the Cardinals in their two wins? Ooh. They had two pitchers. I know the MVP – I'll just do this backwards. <laughs> the MVP was definitely Big Poppy. Um and now the Red Sox won game one with Lester. Yes. And I knew that I know they won a random game with Felix Dubrant. I want to say either four or five. Four. And then they won games five and six. So it would be game two and three that they lost. One of them was a bullpen game, and one was either Wainwright or Waka. Waka won game two over Lackey. Okay, so that leaves game three. 
and Rosenthal had the save in that game. You sure he didn't have the win? He had the win in game three. Oh, okay. There you go. All so right. Who had, the, who had the wins for the Red Sox? You had Lester. Um, I'll go with Lester twice. Right. Game one and game five. I don't know why I remember Felix Dubrant. Yep. He won game four. And I'll go with either Lackey or Koji Uohara, maybe. But he probably had the saves. Right. Exactly. So that was going to be my next question. So game six. Nice. Uh, Lackey won. And the saves. Uh, he had two of them in games four and games five. He had the saves. He had a surprisingly good career. Yeah, no, he was or solid. I remember that. He was a career 2.66 ERA. I mean, he threw, <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. He threw almost 600 strikeouts and less than 100 walks in his career. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's a quick one. This one, let's see. Uh, you said Ortiz won the MVP. He hit two home runs. Okay. Only two other Red Sox hit home runs in that series. Who are they? Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with, oh, what was his name? The outfielder. Um, Shane Victorino. No. Oh, man. Okay, Ortiz. I don't think he played. He didn't play? Yeah, I don't th- yeah he Victorino. probably batted like 100. <laughs> Um, I'll go with, I know Johnny Gomes hit a big home run that year. Okay. That's one. Okay. And then it's going to be somebody random. Yeah. Very random. It's going to be like, and Johnny I, know Gomes, they, I know they had, I'm, I'm trying to think of random players, more random than Felix Dubront. And Gomes went two for 17 in the world series. Oh, but one of them was a home run and he drove in three. Poppy probably batted 700, 600. Just about, 688. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a only On 660, slugging 1.188. Okay. Um, wasn't Bogarts. I would remember that. Bogarts batted 238. Uh, I'm just going to say somebody random. I'm going to say Daniel Nava. No, but Daniel Nava, he did play. <clears throat> All right, when I say it, it, this is random, this is random. And we actually spoke about him last week. No. One of our not, one of our trades. Not, not JD's brother. Yes. <laughs> Steven Drew. How does he have a World Series title? I don't know. But he actually he played every game, 19 at bats. He had three hits in 19 He's at bats. Actually, a 250 hitter. That year he hit 250, yeah. On his career, too. He's 252, I think. Not bad. Oh, my God. I can't believe he has a positive war. And who is the only one to hit a home run for the St. Louis? And he hit two. Uh, For St. Louis would be... um, Jesus. Is it random? No. No, he's a pretty good player. You You would guess him if you were just guessing. Alan Craig? No, Matt Holiday. Matt Holiday. Okay. All right. So that series, think about it, only had six home runs in six games. Wow. Total. So good wow. pitch. Yeah, it was pretty much Poppy just carrying them. Yeah. I, um, let's I see. I know that too well. 
figure out a question based on this year. How many Ugh, this year? I don't even want to, <laughs> up until many, the last three games. I don't want to think about this year. There have been some with with Rizzo and Gallo now on the team. How many players do you think the Yankees have played this year? Wow. You think there's more pitchers or more batters oh, that have appeared uh, in the game? I'm going to say batters. Okay. Yep, you're right. Oh, and you want the total? You venture a guess? <laughs> I know that's just random, but I'm going to say the, the active roster. What do you th- what do you think have appeared total? Uh, pitchers and batters. Fifty-three. Wow, fifty-one. Wow. <laughs> we are – I think the Red Sox are at 41 right now. Wow. But, but then we have a couple guys coming back. So, between us, I think we're getting close to 100 so far that have appeared. Okay. Um, do you have any more? Because I'm trying to look up one. I'm trying to look up one that's not too random. Uh, let's see. See here, you would never get this, but I'll, I'm gonna only one Red Sox, only one stolen base by the Red Sox in that in that World Series. Quentin Barry, you got it. <laughs> Good job. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know how you got that one. 2013 stolen base, baby. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a random. One. He only played one game too. <laughs> well, he was the Dave Roberts of ah, okay. that of right. that series. Okay. Just random. Just there you go. Um, let's see. 2000 and let's go with the 2020, the, the COVID year. Two. Who was. <laughs> this is random. Mm. There were mo- there were 19 position players that played in 2020. Only 19 for the Yankees okay. that got a plate appearance. Okay. Obviously, you have your starting nine. Mm-hmm. Do you think you could name a few more? The backups. Uh, if you take out Judge Stanton. Hicks and Gardner, that's the outfield. Right. And you take out Urshela, LeMahieu, Voigt, Torres, and Sanchez, that's the infield. Well, you got to go with uh, the catcher, Higgy. Yep. Right? That's got to be one. Yep. Um, so then you're looking at one, two, three outfielders, primarily outfielders. Tyler Wade's got to be one. Okay, he's an infielder. There you go. I know it's just random last minute, but... Right, right, I know. Uh, Who else in the outfield? Um, The infield is a little more random. Yeah, the outfield, you had... uh, It was Hicks, Judge... Gardner. And Gardner. And then you had two that are kind of well-known... Coming up with a blank right now. So you, you just got to tell me them. Talkman and Frazier. 
Talkman, right. And Frazier. I was oh, going to give Duhar. you a Mike Talkman trivia question, but I figured that'd be too random. And Duhar has got to be another infielder. There you go. And then yeah. there's a, there's a couple random ones that I would not expect you to get, but is interesting because it's very, let's, let's put it this way. It's very random. Hmm. Just give me a quick hint so we don't have to keep this going. Okay. Uh, he was a catcher. Oh, okay. Um, third string catcher. Higgy. Behind Higgy's played for played for on and off for all his 30s. This was his last team. Oh, um, oh, 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 oh. You can picture it. He's yeah, like no, a John Flaherty type. Yeah, they didn't they get him from the Brewers? I think um, so. Oh, you know it, but yeah, I know it. I, I, Eric Kratz, Kratz, that's it. Yep, yep. And then the the two random ones that I'm not gonna prolong the Iro <laughs> yeah, Estrada, Estrada and Jordy Mercer. Remember Jordy Mercer? Yeah, I would have never guessed that. Estrada, I should have got though. Jordy Mercer is another guy just like Drew, career 257 hitter. He's got a seven war. You would never think that. Yeah, no, definitely not. But um, yeah. Right, Breaking cool, news: baseball is random. Yeah. So <laughs> sorry, anyway. I didn't have any uh, any pressing, good pressing. I told you I would stump you with a last second one, and then you would get the ones that I take a week on. Right. No, those are those are good. But all right. Anyway, well, thanks everybody for joining us. Yeah. Um, we got a big week. Every week's going to be big now coming up for the ALE. Yeah, there's there's only a couple more left. So yeah, so these are big. Make the most of what you got. Yeah. So we're coming down to the wire. So thanks for joining us again. Uh, you could follow us uh, at Talking Rivals on Twitter. Yep. You can follow Patrick at Patrick Trotty. Yep. And you can follow me at CP7NY. Uh, and if you want to ask and football season's coming. So if you want to plug, yeah, uh, the football, I, I do a football podcast with my buddy Sharman, who is on play like a jet.com as well. And it's called lift off a jets football podcast. Definitely look out for that as we get close to the football season. But anyway, yeah. thank you again for joining us and, uh, we will see you guys next week. All righty.